0: Hello and welcome to the Teaching Ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information including service times and directions or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Matthew says, Jesus departed from there. Two blind men followed him crying out and saying, "Son of David, have mercy on us, have mercy." You know, uh, Steve Green needed some mercy to get to church tonight, right? After eating all that. You ever been in a place where you needed some mercy? You know, I, I'm so glad to know that no matter what, where we find ourselves, no matter what's going on, God is full of mercy. That was weak. I said, he is full of mercy. I, I don't know about you, but I, there are times I need the mercy of God. There have been many times where I've needed God's mercy and have and gotten into myself into something I ought not to and, and done something. You ever done anything dumb? Just done something dumb and, and uh, uh, all you can do is say, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Well, thank God for Hebrews, right? says so we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Obtain mercy, find help, or grace to help in, in time of need. Well, this man came and he said, uh, yeah, blind man, two blind men came following him, crying out, said, son of David, have mercy on us. Of course, we know healing is mercy. Verse 28, when Jesus, when he, when he, when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And, uh, you know, I'll just say, you know, this, uh, uh, it's interesting, this story here. We're looking at, I just want to look at a couple different instances here in the Bible, but these two men cried out for mercy, but, you know, they were persistent in their faith. We talking about persistence not that long ago. and I mean, we need to maintain persistence in what we do. We, not, we need not be people who just throw in the towel quick, but let's stick with what we want. And these per, uh, two guys in verse 28, when they had come into the house, the blind men came to them, And Jesus said to them, what do you believe, or or what do you believe that I'm able, or do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, what? Yes, Lord. And then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open. and Jesus warned them sternly, saying, see that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all the country. And so this uh, scripture here, these scriptures I just want to look at, Jesus asked them in the 28th verse, he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to do it you know a lot of the church today just focuses on God's ability and it's good to know that God is able how I many of God's able to do anything like Steve said if he he flicked the universe into existence he spoke it with a word and all these things happen pretty much God can take care of anything you need to do right if he created the heavens and the universe he can definitely do a remodel or, or a fix-up job on your body right if he created the, if all the gold and the hills belong to him he can definitely take care of your needs right And so, you know, we, people focus on the ability of God and it's important to know the ability of God. And, and Jesus asked these guys, do you believe that I'm able to do this? But notice, uh, what he said there when he, when he responded to them, he reached out, he touched their eyes. He said, according to your faith, let it be to you. How many know that it's not God's ability that determines what we get. It's our faith that determines what we get. Amen. It's your faith. Let's say it this way. It's your faith that determines what you're getting. It's we've left too much up to God. I mean, we can't leave things up to God that God has left up to us. People want to say, "Well, if, if if it's God's will, well, you know, we should never question if something's God's will or not." If you're questioning God's will on something like that, you're not getting into this. This gives us our answers: what the will of God is, and and uh, once you get that settled, it's not about God's ability. It's not about you know. I mean, God doesn't have favorites. Bible says what he's done for one he'll do for another what he's done for somebody else he'll do for you he's faithful to you he's, he's just he's good and uh, but you know a lot of people like to put things off on, on, on God well like I said uh, we can't place on God what he's put on us Ability's not the issue willingness is not the issue fairness is not the issue you know we live in a culture people want what's fair you know if we, we really don't want what's fair you know fair and justice go hand in hand and we really don't want what's fair because what's fair would not be good for us right i mean i'm glad god doesn't deal in fairness no that's not what moves god it's our faith that moves god faith is such an important subject the bible says it's the only thing where it says that without this you can't please god it didn't say it's unlikely to please god in hebrews it says without faith that's what Impossible to please God. It didn't say without uh, understanding God's ability. It didn't say without grace. It didn't say without all these other things. It's without faith. It's impossible to please God. Tonight I just want to encourage you. Use your faith. Get busy using your faith. We need we need to stir ourselves up in the fact that listen. God will respond to your faith, but He's not di- entitled to respond to anything else. How many times I've heard people say, "Well, I've got a need." Well, great. It's interesting. He asked this guy. Obviously, they were blind. Obviously, they were blind back in those days people who were blind wore special have you ever seen someone who's blind come across you can tell they're blind but then they wore special garments to let everybody know uh, uh, so they were blind Jesus knew these men's needs and yet he said you know do you believe I'm able to do this to you and they said we believe we believe you're able to do it but still if it was just upon need alone he wouldn't have asked them where their faith was at But really the fact that they believed uh, uh, he was able to do it, it wasn't the fact that he was able to do it that did it. It was their faith, according to their faith and what God was able to do for them that brought them to answer. Our faith is vital and we must use it. What does it mean according to your faith? Whether or not something happens is in direct response in reaction to our faith faith. God has put these things in our hands and our ability and given us the opportunity to to access all that he's provided. You know, it's interesting. Everything that God's done is completed. Whatever your question is, whatever your need is, God's already provided the answer. I just know there are folks here tonight, you're facing some stuff. And maybe you've been facing some things for all. Good news tonight, your answer has been provided. No matter what it is, your answer has been provided. And I go back to mercy. Even if you've gotten yourself in a situation where you need an answer, whatever you need, God's provided. There is no reason for us to go through life falling short of accessing and laying a hold of what Jesus has already shed his blood for us to have. It is made available, and it's not the sovereignty of God. It's our faith that will acquire it. But the good news is your faith will work for you. Just say that. My faith will work and is working for me. You know, really what we're experiencing, each of us, is a result of what we have believed for. Whether good or bad, whether, no matter what it is, we're walking in what we have believed for. If you know, people want to thumb their nose at God, you know, I get so mad anytime there's some sort of thing that comes to People want to blame God for stuff or blame God for this. Listen, if you'll simply trust God and use your faith, you can have any kind of answer, anything you need, God will take care of it for you. It's according to our faith amen he provides all these things finances uh, 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 health for our bodies all these things but our faith possesses it possesses it you know a lot of people say well if it was God's will he'll do it for him it was perfect will in his life in our, in our life he would provided how many know this is God's will for everybody to be saved and he went to great lengths to secure that salvation but are there people who go to hell every day absolutely why because they didn't do something they didn't acquire it well what's that acquires it it's our faith that acquires salvation it's no matter what the issue is no matter what's going on faith is your answer for getting what you need go for me to mark chapter 9 mark the ninth chapter I want to stir you up these are not uh, old things these are fresh things these are things that work for us amen these are needed things in our life to stay stirred up on and not let ourselves uh, grow weary Right? the Bible says not to grow weary in doing good how many know that you can grow weary in using your faith it's really easy to just sit back and let life come at you and you know you can deal with a lot of th- how many know we shouldn't be dealing with anything meaning putting up with anything if Jesus paid for it we ought to enjoy it right and it's not all about us it's because the one we love paid for it we ought to be accessing these things let I me mean, know it's easy if we're not careful just to set back and just get comfortable and let life happen to us no we need to be using our faith here in mark chapter 9 we'll start in the 17th verse then one of the crowd answered him and said teacher i brought you my son who has a mute spirit and whenever it seizes him it throws him down he foams at the mouth gnashes his teeth and becomes becomes rigid so i spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out but they couldn't and so he answered them and said oh faithless generation. Now, uh, there's a note. Let me look here and make sure in this particular reference, we'll look at another, another version of this in a minute. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Oh, faithless generation. I have a note in my Bible in the 19th verse here that it says unbelieving generation. And, and we'll, we'll look at this in just a minute, but how me you know that unbelieving from the standpoint of you are faithless in your action doesn't mean you don't have faith. It just means you're not using it. And we'll look at that more in just a minute in a little while, but I'll just say this. If you're born again, you have all the faith you need to do what God has called you, called, to, to access what God has made available to you and to be who God's called you to be. You have the faith that you need to do that. You may need more information to know what those things are that belong to you and and to get to learn information. Brother Hagin said one of the greatest needs in the church is that people would renew their mind, to find out what God's word says, what belongs to them. Because if you don't know what belongs to you, how can you use your faith to access something that you don't know belongs to you? Doesn't mean it doesn't belong to you, you just don't know what it is. But I'll say this, your faith works for you. And he said here, he said, oh, faithless generation or unbelieving generation, goes on to say how long shall I be with you?" was was Jesus happy was that a a, a a recommendation Oh, faithless generation I'm proud of you guys no that was that was not a positive remark right how long shall I be with you how long shall I bear with you bring him to me then they brought him to him and when he had when he when he saw him immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth you know a lot of times um, things in life try to get our attention And really, whether or not we're successful in using our faith is really what we're allowing our eyes to go to, our ears to be tuned into, and our attention to be on. It's the truth, because why? Your faith works, your faith works. Hold your place there, you're in Mark. Go Mark chapter 11, skip ahead here a little bit. Mark chapter 11. In the 22nd verse, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Literally what he said was have the God kind of faith. Well, he would never tell us to do something if it wasn't possible to do it. He wouldn't have given us this instruction if it wasn't possible to do it. Well, if we're to have the God kind of faith, what does God's faith do? Does it work? Is God's faith always up to the task no matter what the situation is? Yeah? Yeah? Well, if you have the God kind of faith, your faith is always up to the task, no matter what's asked. Amen, it's the truth. Your faith works for you. He said, he said uh, the verse 21, going back to Mark chapter 9. So he, he uh, said, asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown them both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Once again, looking if God can do anything, if Jesus can do anything. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, I like what the Young's literal translation, Jesus said to him, if thou, art, if thou art able to believe, exclamation mark. If thou art able to believe, exclamation mark. All things. How many things? Is it little things? Is it little things? Is it big things? Is it just little things? We, we, need to, we need to expand our expectation a little bit. Oh, I, can, I believe God for this because it seems you, easy to you. Listen, God is the God of the impossible. He said all things. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You may find yourself in a horrible situation. All things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to you if you believe, Right? Verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That's funny. He said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Well, he was locating himself. Listen, I believe, but then help me because I've got some doubts in my head, right? How many know you don't have to have all the answers? A lot of times people get tripped up because they want all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. That's not your job. You just have to simply believe. You know, I think this prayer, a lot of times people look at this and they'll say, he said, well, I believe, help my unbelief. And they, they look down upon him. Well, you got to look and see what happened. And then Jesus saw the people coming and ran together, and he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no longer. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead. So the many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. Well, obviously it worked for this guy. In his faith, he said, I do believe, and that was a statement of fact it actually produced in his life. And Jesus aided him in the areas where he didn't know what to do. Listen, your faithful will work for you. It's possible, no matter what the reports, to be sickness-free. Is that true? Is it possible in your life, no matter what's going on, no matter what the doctors have said, is it possible to be sickness-free? Is it possible in your life, no matter what's going on, to be lack-free? Yeah, well, the economy, the stock market, has really taken hit in the last in the last week. Is it possible for you to be lack free? Is it possible? Do you think God is limited by any of these things that go on? Not in the least bit. Is it possible for you to be lack free? Is it possible for you, you to live care and anxiety free? Is it possible for you to be to be care and anxiety free? Is this possible for everybody? No, it's not. It's only for those who believe. See, you know, we, it's, it's, God has made all of this available, but it's only available to those who believe. It's not God's ability, it's not God's willingness, it's not fairness, it's not, not our needs in life. It's not what we really want, it's not what we deserve. It's not the perfect will of God. It is entirely up to our faith. Go over to Mark chapter, you're there in the ninth, look at Mark chapter 10. Mark, the 10th chapter. We'll look in the uh, 51st verse. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. If he had said that I could uh, get the bunions on my feet taken care of, that's what he'd have had. You know, we have to have a desire, right? But he said that I may receive my sight. Listen, God cares what you ask about. Yeah, well, there's a scripture that says you have not because why? You ask not. We need to be continually going to him and seeking God and going after the things we need in our life, right? He said, he said to the blind, the blind man said that I may receive my sight. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. We can see another instance here where our faith makes all the difference. All the provisions of God are available. Everything has been made available, but it's our faith that will acquire these things. Whether or not we experience them or not has got nothing to do with God's ability. It's got nothing to do with His word. The only thing that is there is our willingness to trust God and to rely on His promises. You know, go over with me to uh, uh, Numbers the uh, the thirteenth ver the thirteenth chapter, Numbers chapter thirteen. Numbers the 13th, we'll just look. And of course, we have the, the account here where the spies were sent out into the land of Canaan. And, and uh, they came back, and they, they were given their report uh, to Moses and to the children of Israel. And um, he sent them out to see whether or not the land was what it was supposed to be, a land with milk and honey and all these things. And in verse 25, and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. And they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them, as they said, we went to the land where you sent it. It surely flows with milk and honey. And it, and here this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the, in the land of the south. The Hittites Uh, The Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Now, we know the rest of this story. Did they go and possess the land at that time? Was God able to do what he said he would do in their life? What was the reason why they didn't possess those things? What was the reason why they didn't actually go and get what God had provided for them? Huh? It was unbelief on their part. They chose to believe something else and believe a different report. Faith, what we put our faith in and where we, uh, uh, where we uh, what we use our faith for and how we, uh, 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 what's the right way to say that? Whether we believe or not is entirely up to us. It's according to our faith, and that's something that is 100% within our control. What you believe is entirely up to you. You ever ask somebody to tell you something, you, and it's just the most outlandish thing you've ever heard, and yet they believe it wholeheartedly? Right? You can believe whatever you choose to believe. And when it comes to the Word of God, the things that are promised to us, whether or not you access it or not would be the choice that you make, what are you going to believe? Like I said, you can find yourself in a complete mess. You think, well, I deserve to be here. Well, if you believe you deserve to be there, if you believe God can't get you out of it, because you know, we, a lot of times we'll believe that I got myself or somebody else did something, God will come through. But when we do something to ourselves, well, because I did this, God's got to teach me a lesson for a little while. No, that's not how this works. Had the, had the children of Israel made the decision to put their trust in God and not look at other things they could have had exactly what was promised to them, but they chose not to believe, and that entire generation except two failed to enter into the promise. It's not they couldn't believe, it's that they would not believe. God's not a problem, never has been. You know, it's important that we watch our confession. I said it's important that we watch our confession. It's real important in this area that we watch our confession. I hear people say, you know, well, I just, you know, the this faith stuff is so hard. How I many you know this faith stuff is not that hard? We live by faith every single day, you and I are living by faith. And this faith stuff is not hard. If you are born again, you've got the very faith of God on the inside of you. Faith is not difficult for you. Everything we need has been made available. The Holy Spirit lives within us. We need to make sure that our confession is right. We can believe, we can do all things through Christ. We can believe and we can receive. Just say that, say, I'm a good believer. I'm a good believer. So we need to we need to begin to school ourselves you know when you when you experience some failures Steve talked about it you know failures well uh, when you when you experience some failures how many of have ever had a faith failure an area of your life where you you, you didn't receive like you, you were wanting to well we know that's not on God's end that's on our end but if you're not careful you can fall into the thing to the the the, the, the trap of believing there's something wrong with you and that you just can't do this No matter where you are, your faith will get you out of this situation. No matter what's going on in your life, your faith will get you out of this situation. And you can believe God no matter what it is. You can believe God. Everybody say, my faith works. I'm a good believer. And also we have to be good receivers as well. I mean, it's one thing to believe something. It's also something else to receive. Well, we have to believe, but then also receive on these areas as well. And a lot of times that entails us obeying what the Lord tells us to do. But you're a good believer and you're a good receiver. Amen? Faith is easy for us. Faith is easy for us. I want you to look with me over at uh, John, the, the 20th chapter, John chapter 20. John chapter 20 here. We'll start in the 24th verse. Of course, we, this is after uh, Jesus has been raised from the dead, and he's appeared to some folks, and and uh, reports of this have come back, and then you've got the, uh, uh, the 24th verse here. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the 12, was not with him when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. And he said to them, unless I see the handprints, the print of the hands and the, the print, see his hand, in his hands, the prints of the nails and put my fingers into the print of the nails and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. You know, Thomas had two choices here. He had options here. He could believe the report he was hearing, believe what Jesus had said about himself repeatedly, or he could believe what he could see. And uh, Thomas was requiring to see and feel something before he believed it. But I mean, no, that's not faith. It's not that he could not believe. He said, I will not believe. Really, what we experience and what we have in life is really based on the decision we make what are we going to believe and what are we going to do? Your faith will work for you. Your faith will work for you. Amen. Of course I know the story goes on to say uh, and after eight days the disciples were again inside and Thomas with them Jesus came the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said peace be to you then he said to Thomas reach your fingers here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side do not be unbelieving but believing so he was telling Thomas what to do but Thomas still had a choice you know Thomas still could have he could have still made the decision to not believe it even then <laughs> He said, don't be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And so we can see here that faith is a choice. Thomas said, you know, I'm not, I said, I will not believe, but we've got to make the decision in our life. Will we trust God? Will we not trust God? And like I said, I want to look at just for a minute here, for a few more minutes while we're here, um, uh, the fact that you've got the God kind of faith and it'll work for you. In Mark chapter 11, we're going to go back to that verse again. Mark chapter 11. Mark, the 11th chapter. We had the scripture here we read a second ago. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. The Young's literal of that. Jesus answered and said to them, have the faith or have faith of God. And uh, whether we're able to, you know, uh, 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 like I said, these things are not based on God's will or anything, is based upon our faith. Your faith will, work. I keep saying it, your faith will work for you. Uh, go over to Mark chapter, Matthew rather 17, March the 17th chapter. Matthew 17 sorry Matthew 17. And the one we uh, started off with earlier in Mark chapter 9 this is the uh, the other account of that. I've seen people get tripped up on this and I believe this will help you. In Matthew 17 the 14th verse it says when they had come uh, when they had come to the multitude a man came to him kneeling down to him saying Lord have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for often he falls into the fire and and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered and said, O faithless or unbelieving and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Verse 19, the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, said, Why could we not cast it out? Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. He didn't say, because it wasn't my will. He said, because of your unbelief. He said, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here and there and it'll move and nothing will be impossible for you. Therefore, this kind does not come come out go out except by prayer and fasting. Notice in verse 20, he said, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Mustard seeds are very small. It's extremely small. Mustard seed is very small. But Je- do you think Jesus knew what he was talking about? Do you think Jesus was lying when he said these things? Do you think he was exaggerating when he said these things? Do you think he was trying to make them feel good? Do you think he was trying to encourage them to just try a little harder? And he was pointing out that, listen, your faith, even if it's as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, go from here to there and it'll be moved. Mountains are anything that get in our way, any opposition that comes our way. Your faith, if it's the size of a mustard seed, can move that mountain. Your faith, the size of a mustard seed, can move your mountain. A lot of people, you know, get tripped up on this thing. Well, is my faith up to the task? If you're born again, you have the faith of God. And your faith surely has got enough of a mustard seed in it. It will work for you if you'll put it into action in your life. We've listened to so many lies from the enemy. My faith is not big enough. That's why people call for people to help them pray. You know, there's something about the power of agreement. The power of agreement, one will put a 1,000 a flight, two can put 10,000 a flight. But you know, a lot of times people call for agreement. They're not really looking for agreement. They're looking for somebody else to bail them out. And you can't be in, agree- in agreement with somebody if they're not in faith. <laughs> that's not agreement. That's somebody just believing God for me. But you know, a lot of times people do that is because, not because, you know, like I said, they're looking for somebody to believe God for them. They don't really trust that God will answer their faith. When the subject of according to your faith, because we know our faith is important. We've been taught that. My faith is important, that God will respond to my faith. We've been taught that he, we're not, it's not according to just God's will. We've been taught it's not because of, not because of God's ability. We believe God is able. But the biggest problem people oftentimes has is they don't believe or have faith or trust in their own faith. They think their faith is not up to the task, and that is a lie from the enemy. If you have the faith of God, even if it's a sliver of it, you have all of the faith you need to do whatever it is this life will throw your way. Have have the, he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, and the mountain could be any mountain that's in your life, any situation in your life, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, now, I don't know about what you're going through and what you're facing, but do you think you can? You have mustard seed faith at least? Do you think you've got that on the inside of you? Honestly, I ask you, do I have mustard? Do you have any kind of, is there even a hint of faith in your life? If there are a hint of it in your life, then your faith will produce for you. It's strong enough to produce for you. That ought to be encouraging to some people. I can't you the number of times people have come to me and they say, you know, I just don't know if this will happen for me because of this, that. I don't know if I can believe God for that. You can believe God for that. You can have exactly what it is God has promised you. You can have it no matter what the situation is. Your faith will produce for you. But if you believe it won't, you're accepting a lie before you ever get started. Your faith will produce for you go over to Romans the fourth chapter Romans chapter 4 Romans the fourth chapter we'll we'll start here in verse 19 said and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to, able to perform. Notice that it didn't say that he didn't have any faith, or that he was, uh, uh, he was not in a position where he didn't have any faith. It said he wasn't weak in his faith. See, that's where information comes and in. that's where renewing our mind comes in. It causes us to not be weak in our faith. The issue is not whether or not you have faith. It's really not whether or not your faith will or whether you have, uh, if you've been born again, you've got the faith of God on the inside of you. Whether or not you're weak in faith or not is entirely what your attention is going towards. So not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already, did, already dead uh, since he was about 100 years old, he, or the deadness of Sarah's woman. He wasn't moved by the things he could see. He wasn't l- focusing on other things. He was focusing on the faithfulness of God, yes, but, but he was it, that, focusing on other things is what causes us to be weak in our faith. It doesn't mean we've got weak, weak faith. It just means we're weak in our faith. Well, that's easy to fix, is where is our attention going to? You know, really, the issues we have are not these big things, these major deals. It's where are we a focusing our attention on? Your faith is good. But you can have good faith, but, we, we, but be weak in using your faith. You can be weak in faith, being not confident uh, uh, of these things, how these things work, but still have the faith you need to produce in your life. Your faith will work for you. Your faith will work for you. It's a choice what we choose to believe. It's a choice what we do with our faith. It's a choice where, we, where what we rely on. It's a choice in what we do, amen? Our faith will work for us. We don't have to see it. We don't have to hear it. Like Thomas, it doesn't, those things don't matter. It's what we choose to believe. Praise God. Let's all stand for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands for a minute. Hallelujah, Father, we honor you. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah, we thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you for your kindness, your mercy tonight hallelujah 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 thank you Lord 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 hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you father, hallelujah. You know, keep going back to finding yourself in a, in a situation you didn't, it's not good and it was your doing. You know, disobedience obviously opens the door to the enemy. Disobedience is never good. But how I many know disobedience or poor decisions? They don't have to define us, they don't have to define us. And the reality is they're not defining us. The reality is they're not defining you. You know, Amy and I, we've been married for almost 23 years. We've, we've, we've made some mistakes financially. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? In 23 years, you made some mistakes. You know, I've done some dumb things and hurt myself physically. just did it in in Europe a few weeks ago. But I know a lot of times, you know, when these things happen, you know, the enemy wants to come and start beating us up over things. He wants to come in and try to impose restrictions on us or allow us to, to accept restrictions that don't belong to us. Like I said, I keep coming back to this tonight. No matter where you find yourself, no matter what the situation is, God can redeem whatever that thing is. He can make those things right. We know he's able. God wants to make these things right. Listen, if you've gotten yourself into a mess financially, he wants to make those things right. If you've gotten yourself into a mess in your body, he wants to make those things right. Another way you could look at it, he's already made those things right. But he wants you to experience what he's already provided for you. If your family's gotten into a mess, God wants to make those things right. He wants to make the sacrifice. He wants to call it. He wants that to come into reality in your life. No situation is too far gone. No problem is too far gone. It's never too late. But the enemy say, "Well, because this is you're doing, you got to pay the price." That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not Jesus. You know, if we've made a mistake, we can come to the father, we can obtain mercy, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. Like I said, you know, we, we've not done everything right. We've done, made some stupid things and done some dumb decisions. And, and we were playing the stock market years ago and, and it wasn't life, life altering, but it was a dumb thing. And, 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 but we lost money. I mean, losing money in the stock market is never good. I mean, it's even, it's even worse when you make a whole bunch of money, but because you don't obey, not only did the lose, you lose the money you invested, but all the profit you had 24 hours ago, you lose everything. Well, we did that. That's never a good thing. But maybe you're in a situation where you've lost a whole lot more or put yourself in a, in a spot where things are just rough. You just, it's, just, it's just bad. God wants to fix those things. He, he, you're, he, he's wanting to fix that for you. He wants to do it. He's paid for it. But I can tell you, and and like I said, if if you've made a mistake in something and you need to go to God, repent for it. Keep going back to money. You know, sometimes we get ourselves into financial problems and God wants to help us. But until we change the way we think about things, there's really not much he can do. Because as soon as he provides what we need to get out of a situation, we just, instead of using wisdom... We go out and get ourselves in in other trouble, (laughs) right? But he'll give you wisdom how to get out of things. But just because he can, just because he wants to, even just because Jesus died and it's yours, doesn't mean you're going to have any of those things. Unless you get busy believing God. Unless you get busy believing God. Quit beating yourself up. Quit saying, woe is me. I can't believe I did this. Listen, if you did something dumb, ask God to forgive you and move on. Ask God to forgive you and move on from it. That's for somebody. Ask God to forgive you. Well, my spouse did this, got us into a mess. Well, ask your sp- just forgive your spouse. And if you did the dumb things, ask your spouse to forgive you, and both of you move on. Sometimes we just need to get things right so we can move forward. But if you'll do that and start using your faith, not just waiting until you, this, this, this mysterious time when you put in your time. You know, think about Stephen gave the example of that, that duplex, you know, they had bought Eightplex, not a duplex. It was worse. It was an eightplex. It was four times as bad. So, you know, and, and, but we've all been there, right? Now, did the Lord tell you to buy that? Did He tell you not to buy that? He tried to. <laughs> More importantly, Rachel did. Told him not to. Did that create some tension or a possibility for some tension? Were you in over your head? Actually, you and I were talking about this this last week. That year, you had a big loss for the year on your taxes, which is good for, you know, paying your taxes, but how I many you know that's not good to live in that, right? Got themselves into a mess. I'm only saying it because he's talked about it before. But you know, when you get past kicking yourself over something dumb you've done and start getting to the place where you can trust God, he is faithful and just, to meet you right where you are. Even when it doesn't look like there's any possible way, you don't have to know how it works. It doesn't work according to the options that you can see. It doesn't work according to what it, how you can figure it out. I had somebody this week, well, how will that work? I don't know. That's the good news, it's not my job to know, it's not your job to know, it's just my job to believe God. And if I'll do that, my faith will work for me. Your faith will work for you. They didn't know what to do. Believe God. God came through miraculously. I mean, it was, it was a big deal. I don't know how it happened, but it was a big deal. God took care of it, and suddenly it's a thing in the past. It's not affecting them. It's not, it's it was wait, Was it beyond your ability? Oh, yeah, beyond his ability. Well, it's because God loves Brother Steve. He just loves Brother Steve. He's a praise and worship leader. He just loves Brother Steve. I mean, it's got nothing to do with God loving Brother Steve. He does, but that's not what it's based upon. The reality is, had him and Rachel not done what they did, they'd still be proud owners of an eightplex. <laughs> but they, they got it right, decided to put their trust in God. God came through for them. Maybe there's something going on in your family that ought not be going on. Well, you can get it right. Your faith will work for you. Be encouraged. Your faith will work for you. You don't need somebody else to pray for you. Your faith will work for you. God knows you. He knows your voice. He knows your address. Just simply start trusting God. He'll get whatever you need to you. I believe there's some things that the the Lord's wanting them are actually turning around for some people. Are you going to pray for us? No, unless I feel like I should. You don't need somebody to pray for you for these things to work. Your faith will work for you no matter where you are. You don't need to call Sister Holiness to pray. Your faith will work for you. If you got mustard seed faith, it'll work for you, even on the big stuff. I just want to encourage you: start using your faith. Start trusting God. Never have the the excuse, "Well, I don't know if I can't." Yes, you can. Well, I don't know if it's going well. I, what, Trust God. Well, I don't see how it's going to work. Trust God. Be faithful to do what He's told you to do, right? But your faith will work for you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching.